Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. Uh, this is episode 24. I am your host, Pete Castanis, uh, admin of Vanish Chicago Land Facebook page and blog. And this program is brought to you by the introduction of the WSNS TV Channel 44 monster movie that aired on Saturdays. Uh, in the late 70s. And here is the intro. It's time for the Saturday Monster Movie. Today we present Night of the Sorcerers. Stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, uh, back in the old days, uh, WSNS Channel 44 uh, aired a lot of wonderful reruns. I mentioned this in previous uh, podcast episodes. And uh, once, uh, when, I'm sorry, when Creature Features went off the air, uh, other stations took up the slack. Uh, there was Screaming Yellow Theater that aired on the same time as Creature Features. And then... Uh, which was hosted by Jerry G. Bishop, and then he left, and then there was uh, Rich Koss. He took over, and he became the son of Svengulia, which is still on the air, and he's still wonderful. And But they also had other monster movie themes. They also, uh, I think even before uh, Son of Svengulia, I think it was the Monstrous movie, and I they had Creature Feature, not Creature Features. They had that, and I can't think of anything else uh, off the top of my head. I think there was one more. And then Channel 44 got in, into that genre, and they had the monster, move, the monster Movie, which aired Saturday. They also had the Monster Movie Rally, Monster Rally Movie. I don't know if it's either that. Uh, they showed that guy, he was dragging his feet. And uh, I'll play that clip someday on a future episode. And they also had uh, Thing Theater, which I remember that. And I remember the intro. That was scary, and that music was frightening. So that was fun listening. All right. Today I will be talking about a few things. Uh, the first thing I will talk about is a Facebook post I posted a few days ago that a lot of people remembered in its heyday. And it was a place called the Pickle Barrel Restaurant. And uh, honestly, I never went to this restaurant, but I've heard about it when I was growing up. 
Uh, and from what I understand from people is uh, it was a wonderful place to eat. And they were located in a lot of uh, locations in the Chicagoland area. And I'll read you a, a, a history of that. And uh, let's see, the the Pickle Barrel restaurant uh, was founded by a man named Leo Osher. And uh, he operated a, a number of Jewish-styled restaurants and delis in the Chicagoland area and, and from 1950 until he died. And uh, he opened a one. He opened a deli in <clears throat> excuse me in 1950, and it was called the Corn Beef Center, and that was located at uh, Broadway and Roscoe Street on North Side, and it was there for about ten years. And then ten years later, in 1960, he opened the Pickle Barrel. And uh, what was uh, unusual about this restaurant was uh, when you walk into the door, you were greeted with a barrel of pickles for snacking, a bucket of popcorn, and there was eat, and each table had a small barrels of kosher dill pickles, which that sounds good because I love pickles. You know, my favorite is uh, the sweeter kind. Uh, sour is okay, but, you know, the bread and butter, I love that, but it's fattening, so... Try not to eat too many of those. And uh, that, you know, that became very popular and people loved it there. And uh, it was first located, uh, I think I have uh, the address somewhere. Uh, it was in the Old Town neighborhood. And uh, it was located at 1423 North Wells Street. And uh, they would go through a lot of pickles, even if you eat them as a whole or you put them on your sandwiches. Uh, they also had, uh, for the kids, uh, they had balloon artists. And uh, for the, the adults, they had uh, pitchers of beer. Also, uh, peanut shells, which uh, you eat them and you throw the shells on the ground, on the floor, excuse me. It sounded like ground round restaurant, which uh, I will talk about that in a later episode. And uh, that the so the other locations uh, opened. There was one on Oak Street. Uh, I will read the addresses on those. And uh, later on, uh, when they closed, he op he was the he opened the the Barnum and Bagel restaurant in Skokie. And so uh, in the late 1970s, he sold the chain, the restaurant chain. And then uh, he passed away on April 20th, 1999. Uh, uh, later on, he uh, they, they briefly named it the 27th Century Locks for Barnum and Bagel. It's an interesting restaurant. I'll look into that. So here are the locations of the Pickle Barrel restaurant. Uh, like I mentioned before it was in Old Town, fourteen twenty three North Well Street. Uh, there was also at seventy five seventy four Northwestern Street uh, by Howard Street, um, fifty East Oak Street, and in oh there was one on the south side. It was at Park Forest at the Park Forest Plaza Shopping Center, and one in one at two forty Skokie Highway in Northbrook, Illinois. Uh, I have the menu up, and let's see what they had. Could read a few things. Wow, they had uh, they had luncheon specials. Uh, uh, they had the typical deli sandwiches: hot pastrami and rye, corned beef, uh, 
They had hamburgers, uh, fried chicken. That sounds good. Uh, on Sundays, they had smorgasbord. Uh, they had uh, all the Jew- Jewish uh, cuisine, uh, like locks and bagels. And Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, they, uh, for side for, for side dishes, they had uh, chopped salable, onion rings, and potato pancakes. Mm, love that. So that was uh So when I posted that, uh, people remembered that place. They wish it would come back. Yeah. If it did, I would I would immediately go there for lunch. I would love that. Okay. The next thing I will talk about is uh, another post I posted on my page, and it was the Fort City the- Theater. Now, mind you, uh, the theater is still there and at Fort City uh, Mall, but it's bigger and they have uh, 14 screens. So it's called the AMC Fort City 14. Uh, I've never been to the big one. I've been only, uh, where I grew up in the old neighborhood by Fort City, I always went to the first one. And that one opened on May 27, 1966. And that was his 55 years ago this this week. And then uh, it had two screens at the time. And then, then they added a third one and a fourth. And that was the last one. And uh, what people, re- and when I posted that, a lot of people remembered it fondly. They remember what movies they saw, uh, where they, and a lot of, People that worked there, they they enjoyed working there as ushers, uh, working at the concession stands. Uh, the first time I went there at the theater, uh, I was about maybe nine or ten. Uh, the first movie I saw, well, I I, I keep forgetting. Sometimes uh, the first movie I saw was Jaws, but I also saw uh, another movie, and they also had a. Um, promotional thing where where you collect uh, Pepsi bottle caps, and if you get six of them, you get in free, and that that worked well. You know that was successful, and we did that. And my mom used to buy the uh, bottles, you know, the bottle pack, you know, a Jewel or Dominic's, uh, mostly Jewel, and then we collect them. Sometimes she, she forgets and throws them away, but we kept them, you know, and then. Uh, I went with my friends and people from the neighborhood and my brothers, and then we went to see the movies. And the, and I think one of the first movies we saw in the afternoon was The Shakiest Gun in the West with Don Knotts, which uh, I never saw. It. They used to play that on the 3.30 movie on Channel 7, WLS. And when we saw it in the theater, that was hilarious. Uh, it was it was a funny movie. It's a funny movie. It still is. Uh, I love Don Knotts. Uh, my favorite movie of him is uh, The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. The second one is uh, The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Now, the other movie that I mentioned before was Jaws. And, uh, you know, that movie scares me to death. I, I don't I refuse to watch it after the first time when I went there. Uh, we uh, I went with my brother and my mother. And kids in the neighborhood. And uh, well, no, actually, it was one kid in the neighborhood. Yeah, I remember him, but he passed away about a few years ago, which is sad. I went to high school with him. And uh, uh, when I saw the opening uh, in the movie, in the first scene where the woman is running on the beach and naked and jumping in the water, and then she gets attacked by a shock. Oh, 
oh, I closed my eyes for the rest of the movie. Uh, most of the time, I just, it was horrible. It was, uh, when I see it on TV, I still get nervous. I still get nervous. I wrote a story about that on my blog, Advantage Chicago on blog, about that, my experience. Uh, I'm not a beach person. I mean, I'm not crazy about it. Um, I like looking at the water, not going in. Uh, I still can't swim to this day. It was very embarrassing growing up and also in high school. So, uh, so that was that was the first major movie I saw, and I saw other ones. Uh, I saw Animal House, uh, also the Blues Brothers. Uh, there was the Bad News Bears. I saw the second movie. Uh, my favorite scene in that movie is there was a. Uh, there was a fat kid. His name was Engelbert. And he was sitting in the toilet, and some kid opened the door. <laughs> and my mother and her friend were in front, seated in front of me, and they mentioned some mentioned some comment in Greek, and it was hilarious. I couldn't uh, I couldn't pay attention to the movie because uh, I had that in my mind because my mother mentioned the that scene where the kid was sitting on the toilet. And uh, there were other movies. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, they also had midnight movies. They had Rocky Horror Picture Show. I never went to that. Uh, and let's see. The last movie I saw was Batman in 1989. And it was a long line. And it was, as you know, it was very successful. And uh, a year later, they closed it. And then they moved it to where it is now currently at the other location with 14 screens. And when I posted uh, about the... The fourteenth video people remember. They tell me they uh, what movies they saw, where they, uh, what when they worked there, and uh, they loved the experience. It was beautiful theater. I loved it. I also have a Facebook page of the theater, and the Facebook you can find it on, on Facebook, and it's called uh, Fort City Cinema slash Double Drive-In from the nineteen fifties through the eighties. Double Drive-In is another theater that I went to, not as frequent as Fort City. I will talk about that in in a future episode. So you can find that Facebook page because I also run a group, uh, which is called Classic Fort City Shopping Center slash Beacock Alley, Memories in Chicago. You can find that on Facebook. I, uh, a lot of people from the group have posted uh, wonderful photos Uh Fort City, uh, the mall is still there, but it's not what it used to be. It's, uh, it's changed drastically. So uh, I haven't been there in a long, long time. Uh, I went there once, uh, maybe a couple years ago. I went during the day. It was it's, it wasn't the same, but when you know, I walked around, I, I felt the nostalgia, and it was nice. And trying to remember where every where, which store was there and all that. Uh, Peacock Alley's uh, they turned into the connection, but they closed it. Which is a shame. I wish I'd go down there and look around. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is uh, Mr. Kelly's. And uh, the other day, I watched the documentary that aired on WTDW Channel 11. It was aired at 8 o'clock. It will be repeated. Uh, I forgot when. Uh, I'll let you know if I see it. And uh, I watched the documentary, and it was wonderful. And it was a nightclub, and that was located at uh, 1028 Northwest Street. And uh, 
when I saw when I watched the documentary, I was I was fascinated. It was wonderful. Oh, the wonderful talent that that the people that the people that I saw that performed there. Oh, wonderful! And uh, it was uh, owned by uh, two men by George Marinthal. Marinthal, I can't pronounce the name. Uh, and uh, his brother Oscar, uh, David. Marinthiol, uh, uh he produced, I believe he produced and helped out and he contributed all the uh, memorabilia of Mr. Kelly's. Uh, he's a, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's a wonderful man. And I hope he's listening to this podcast. I'll tag him when I post it on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, uh, George and Oscar Marinthiol owned... Uh, all three nightclubs. And of course it was Mr. Kelly's, the London house and the happy medium. And like I said before, Mr. Kelly's was located at 1028 Northwest street. London house was at Michigan and Wacker on the corner. And the happy medium theater, uh, that was located in 901 Northwest street. Uh, Mr. Kelly's is not there anymore. They closed it in around 1975. And uh, the location now is Gibson's steakhouse. Wonderful place. And London House, uh, the building is still there, not the club, but now it's a hotel. And I think they reopened uh, on the rooftop as London House, but not like a nightclub. Uh, I could be wrong because I know a couple people went there and they told me about it. And the Happy Medium, uh, that closed. And right now it's a Tesla car dealership. So uh, during the 50s and 60s, it was a wonderful uh, exciting place to, you know, you get all gussied up, you know, in your tuxedo and your nice suit and women would wear their most elegant dresses and uh, high heels and they go down, uh, go out for dinner or maybe have dinner at the clubs and be entertained by wonderful talent that, from singers and stand-up comics. And uh, so uh, let's see. And uh the talent that would read off, you know, I could just, uh, there were so many. There were so many. There was, uh, for example, Ella, uh, first jazz singers, Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughn. Uh, other singers, Muddy Waters, uh, Herbie Hancock, uh, the Ramsey Trio. Uh, comedians were there was Shelley Berman, Woody Allen, Mort Saul, Robert Klein, Lily Tomlin, Joan Rivers, uh, uh, Jerry Stiller and Mira. Oh, I can go on and on. There were so many people. Uh, it's surf food. Surf food, I don't know how the food was. I'm sure it was wonderful. And uh, oh, and other singers I would mention, there was Barbara Streisand. I think that's where she got famous, I believe. And Bette Midler. Oh, and then uh, as I watched the documentary, there were um, all the people that were alive. There were a few that passed away, but luckily they got the, uh, they were interviewed before they did. And they mentioned all the uh, how they got started, and uh, they loved uh, being in, uh, performing there at Mr. Kelly's, and also at the London House. And uh, well, the uh, what was the other one? I can't think of the uh, the Happy Medium. That was uh, like a it was a lounge and a discotheque. Okay, so and uh, like I mentioned before, I can look that up. It closed about 1975, and that's a shame. 
you know, because uh, right now today uh, they don't have nightclubs. Very few, not like that, because kids today, this is the technology, technology, excuse me. They, uh, they, if they want to be entertained, they look at their uh, iPads, their phones, and like for me, desk, uh, desktop computer, which I have. And uh, well, that before that, they had MTV. So um, yeah, music videos. So you didn't have to go out, but live performing is bar none the best. See someone in watching someone perform is a wonderful experience, and and it's, it should be greatly appreciated. You know, and uh, oh, and there were other people that performed there. Bob Newhart. He mentioned uh, he was interviewed. Uh, he loved working there. Yeah, that's what he said. And uh, so I watched the documentary uh, the other day. Uh, the full documentary will air in the fall. I think about uh, this documentary aired about in about uh, 60 minutes. It'll be expanded to 20 more minutes. So I can't wait for that. I just can't wait to watch it. Okay, everyone, I'm sorry I cut uh, cut you off. Um, I had something to take care of. So the last thing I will talk about on this episode is a French restaurant. And it was called La Maisonette. And that was located at 3445 West Dempster Street in Skokie. And uh, I never heard of this place, but uh, it's... It sounded very interesting, and uh, if you say La Maisonette in English, it, what it means in English is little house. So um, I, I assume maison is house in French. Uh, I love the, you know, I like this language very much. Uh, I like to learn, you know, what I'm saying is I like to enroll in a class and learn French, you know. I, I speak uh, Greek, but uh, as you get older, like most people, you forget because you don't practice you know, the only people I talk to is my mother and her friends. Anyone else? No. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, you do the best you can. Anyway, so uh, La Maisonette uh, was located at 3445 West Dempster Street in Skokie. And I have the, me- and I posted the menu. I found that a couple of days ago. And uh, I'll read it off to you what they had and it was very interesting so they had appetizers uh entrees desserts salads and uh let's see what we have here appetizers they had french engine soup uh cold vichyssois i never had that you know that's cold potato soup and uh i remember on the one episode on the brady bunch where alice the housekeeper went out on a date with a guy and they went to a restaurant and she said to the date, you know, Vichyssois is such a pretty name for cold potato soup. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I had to try that. And uh, they also said consomme. That sounds nice. And uh, let's see what they had. Uh, they had escargot. And uh, and pate. Yeah, I've had pate. It's pretty good. Uh, on the entrees, they had... Uh, let's see what they had. Uh, they had uh, lobster... Uh, Chateaubriand, uh, filet mignon, oh, wonderful plate, wonderful things they had. Uh, you know, one time, uh, some people tell me when they go to a French restaurant, they have cow brains, and I saw that on an episode of uh, Beverly Hills 90210, 
and they didn't and a couple of the girls uh, ate that and they didn't know it was that it was funny but it's a delicacy it's a delicacy in france and i heard it's a, and my mother told me a, a while back that do eat it in greece and uh which was interesting well i don't think i'd be interested in that and uh for desserts they had uh you know, ice cream pie and uh, sundaes, and they also had uh, chocolate mousse. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. And parfait. Oh, uh, don't say creme brulee. That would because uh, I heard it's a wonderful dessert. And uh, that was that opened in 1956, I believe. The restaurant Skokie, and uh, I don't know. It lasted about maybe early 70s. You know, it was very a very popular place in the '60s, and uh, there were a lot of restaurants in downtown. Uh, one, the only one I could think of that I used to post was named Jacques, and that was on Michigan Avenue. I'll uh, I'll mention about that restaurant in a later episode. Okay, so that'll be all for today, uh, for episode twenty-four. Uh, I will. Uh, Post the episode on my social media accounts and on my blog, VanishChicagoLand.blog, and Facebook, Twitter, uh, on Reddit. And you can also listen to the episode uh, once it's posted on all on all podcast platforms, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, it is on Heart iHeartRadio. You can find me there. And uh, I think the other ones are overcast, I believe. And I can't think of the other podcast, you know, offhand. So uh, if you, you can subscribe to the, uh, to my podcast on the platforms I mentioned, uh, they, on Apple podcasts, they're doing something new. I, they just, uh, I don't know, like you have to uh, subscribe and uh, I don't know, it's kind of goofy. So uh, we'll see. So hopefully you can listen to me and I hope you enjoyed the episode and also the rest of the 23 episodes are there as well. Okay. So this is Pete Costanas and Van Chicago and stories, the podcast. And uh, this is Memorial day weekend. I hope everyone will have a wonderful holiday. Uh, I don't know when I'll do the next episode, perhaps uh, after the holiday, I will do it. And that will be episode 25 and that will be the last show of the season of season one, but don't fret because I will start season two after that. Okay. So this is bye-bye for now for me and take it away. Ray Rayner. We have to go. Bye. 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 <laughs>